Why is that the sound that normally comes out of your mouth when we begin? Like, is that a piano? Is that electric? Ah, uh, I think like a harpsichord. Do you know what that is? So, like back in Mozart's day, they had like a version of the piano that sounded very like ching ching ching. Ah. Yeah. So the old soul that you are thought that the way to introduce the podcast today would be... Or organs. Organs. <laughs> like just a really giant organ set and someone just goes over and smashes the keys. I feel like it would be funny if we try to speak like the other person on this podcast. So I'd be oh, like, okay. hello, welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my impersonation is a little better than yours. What do you think? I'm just going to talk really low and monotone because my name's Thomas. I talk monotone? Really? Monotone. <laughs> I didn't know did I talked monotone. Did I mention I'm the worst in impression? You, you didn't mention it, but you kind of are. You kind of are. It's okay. We all have our gifts. We should maybe say, welcome to the run... To Running with the Horses. You got it. Yeah. Welcome to Running with the Horses episode seven, or are we at episode six? Six. Episode six. Yes. This is a dreary day in Charlotte. The Q City. Q City, is that what people call this? Well, they call it the Queen City. The Queen City, ah, yes. So. So during the Revolutionary War, were they like. For the monarchy? I'm not a Charlotte historian, so I don't actually know the answer to that question. Because you're named after the royal Charlotte. It seems kind of weird to be a southern city that's like, the queen over there? Yeah, we still Gucci. (laughs) I don't know what we're talking about. Okay, that's all right. I love that you have... I love that you have this desire for history, though. There's this deep desire for history. Mm-hmm. We were talking today about how you're just a lot nerdier than I am. Yeah. I always thought I was nerdy, but I'm not. I just get... I have interests that I, like, go deep on, but mm-hmm. apparently that doesn't make one nerdy. No, you're not nerdy. Like, you don't know much about video games i don't don't really know what you're talking about when it comes to star wars or marvel i don't i've seen the movies (laughs) was that your way of trying to make a joke solid burn that i have issues and concerns i don't just swallow the the our lord and savior the cdc our lord and savior the cdc Uh, like to say that's not my viewpoint. We should maybe like have a plan with these podcasts instead of just like do people actually like just start talking and not have a plan? I'm sure everyone starts out that way, right? And then they're like, We need a we need a plan. Well nobody's listening to these. That's so. right. We're we're fielding out our plan. <laughs> so first topic. Oh, we have a... T- so we do have a plan. I have a plan. What's the plan? Plan. Number one. We're going to talk about the new hot movie on the ticket list. Oh, Father have mercy. Redeeming Love. 
Number two, we could talk about Yellowstone. You did, oh man, you Yellowstone, y'all! Out. Y'all need to get on the Yellowstone train. It's so it good. It would be an easy segue from redeeming. Life. I was so skeptical because I thought it was like a cowboy show, and a it kind of is. Show. Yeah, boomer show. Republicans are the hero in this show. <laughs> You notice that? You have like, an, I'm against progress. Yeah, you so have an like, issue with that. I'm very for you progress. You have an issue that's anything. Convinced. Yeah, you have an issue with anything that's Republican, right? <laughs> it's kind of your vibe. <laughs> kind of vibe. You're. I would say that you are a. Ooh, a model. This might offend. No, oh. I think you. You're. You're a liberal, but you don't hold to the a lot of the the new. I you're a rational I'm liberal. I'm not a tunnel I'm sure that I just offended. Liberal. How about that? Yeah. You're definitely not a TikTok millennial liberal. Gosh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh. The, the pros and cons of going to a college prep high school and then a <laughs> liberal arts school is you learn literally everything. So it's a hard time to tunnel vision into anything is it bad that i want to make a your mom joke right now your mom's a what <laughs> whatever okay hard time to tunnel vision <laughs> which is ironic because i know your mom so it's kind of weird yeah what does it say that your mom has only listened to one episode of the show the one listener this that is we... <laughs> like gonna be the the way we know if she's actually listening to all of them we just talk about her. See if she noticed. The Deidre? Like, just drop the deeds? The deeds. So Lisa's mom's name is Deidre. Yes. We fairy. could have a segment called, What Does the Deeds Say? Ah, I like it. Is it bad that my first thought is, What Does the Deeds Say? Bop, 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 Okay. Good times. Good times. Boop, 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 boop. So... Redeeming love. Oh, Lord. Tell me what you know about it. Um, it's been mentioned to me over the years mm-hmm. as this Marvel fiction, not Marvel, like the galaxy Marvel, but like this marvelous fictional evangelical leader, literature. See, literature. my English as a second language still comes out. Literature. And all I know now, so one of my one of the people I really like is Crispin Mayfield because mm-hmm. he's really into healthy spirituality. And what is Aurora doing? Playing with a unicorn. So really into the intersection of healthy spirituality and attachment science. And so they, he and his wife did a podcast on redeeming love and all the weird things that redeeming love is about. But I've never read the book. I haven't seen the movie. I think it probably wouldn't vibe with my post-deconstruction nope. nope. or thinking about faith in different ways. So tell us about redeeming love. I and mean... I read Redeeming Love as a child. 
Um, like should I have read Redeeming like Love as a Child? No. No, not a two-year-old. <laughs> you said a child. <laughs> I'm reading C-Spot Run and then Redeeming Love, a novel. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But yes, it's like, um, I would say like, what was it? Middle school? Elementary school? Like late elementary school, though. Like sixth grade. Redeeming Love is basically a Christian smut book. I don't know what a smut book is. So, you know the stereotypical, like, women's dirty novel where the guy's on the shirt, like, covered with his shirt ripped and she's in, like, some weird old-fashioned dress? Have you heard that trope? Okay, so there's there are, like, books that... It's like catered to women. We'll read where it's like in a historical time period and the guy's like super sexy or whatever. And then they get pretty graphic with like the sexual descriptions. Redeeming Love is basically those books given a Christian story underlying. That sounds terrible. It's the book of Hosea with some spicy scenes. Oh. Yeah. Remind us about what happens in the book of Hosea. Well, future biblical scholar. Also, Lisa is about to take her GRE next month. Whoa, whoa. Next week? Next week. Yeah. <laughs> so that she can, which is the next step in your seminary journey. That's right. Is it a necessary step? No. <laughs> to take the GRE? Yes, but it's fine. Who doesn't love a good test? But, so, the book of Hosea is God and Hosea basically having a conversation because God tells Hosea to marry this woman who's a little promiscuous. And by a little, I mean a lot. And to, like, Would she be considered, would she be called, in today's day, like, a whore or a slut? I will use or a the prostitute. term prostitute. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Kinder words. I'm not. I was just trying. I wasn't trying to. She put, I, I wasn't trying to put her in a label. I was. I just wanted to get a feeling of what. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, she would have been considered a prostitute or a very loose woman. Um, and so, what happens is Hosea is told to marry her. He falls in love with her. And she ends up going off with other men. Unbelievable. And coming back. How dare she? (laughs) And Hosea's told over and over and over again by God to go back after her. To go back after her. At the very end of the book. I love the book of Hosea. At the very end of the book, God kind of like ties it in a ribbon. And it's like, this is how I chase after the love of my heart. And that's us. Right, so it's like this the story, and you're like, "What the crap?" And the entire time, you're like, "Jose is such a good husband to you. He's so kind, and he loves you so much. What are you doing?" And then at the end, you're like, "Oh, I see." So all <laughs> I, I see what you did there. What I remember is when I brought this up, you were very excited. You were like, "Redeeming love, such a good story." And then I told you about some of the. Things I was reading online and by online. Oh, man. Twitter. And it was very, like, I don't know. 
I have not revisited that book or the concept of anything to do with that since. Well, your faith has also being an adult. Your faith or is a also, teenager of any kind. Your faith has also shifted a lot since you probably read that. Yes, my faith. Has, you believe that women can speak and. I came up with my own viewpoints after sixth grade, believe it or not. <laughs> so it's one of those things where I probably did not read the unhealthy things in it. I just saw it for the story it was. And I'm sure I must have interpreted something unhealthy from it, but I didn't know. I was in like sixth or seventh grade. Um, but yes, it's the story of Redeeming Love is about this girl named Angel. She's beautiful. She's a beautiful lady. But she starts off as a small child. And her father sells her into prostitution. And then it is her story of her hating men. But she ends up falling in love. And then she keeps wondering, do I go back? Do I not? And it's this whole inner dialogue. With some spicy scenes. Because, you know. But. Yeah, what were some of the things people were saying? Well, because I think it's probably a, the problem I could see is things are very shame based. Yeah, so one of the things I was talked about was, and once again, if we were good podcast hosts, we would probably have watched Redeeming Love before criticizing but Redeeming you Love. You can watch it in theaters. You can't like watch it on Amazon. <laughs> such, I looked this up because I wanted a, to watch it. You're such a millennial. We can't actually stream it on anything. We actually Bro, have to go wrong. to the location. It's just like the saying, I just got finished with the Rona. So like Yay Lisa I made it. You made it through the Rona. This wave. <laughs> so we can't actually go watch it. So I'm ready for it to be on Amazon. Continue your thought. So one of the things that was talked about was how it kind of, I don't know, it doesn't give a whole lot of autonomy and freedom to the woman after she's rescued. And how that can doesn't map well with, like, abusive, uh, like, abusive narcissistic men mm-hmm. and v- victims who are women. Not that it has to be gendered, but that's, like, the idea that... If you do something wrong, this man is going to come and, like, rescue you and save you. Mm. So, I don't know. Like, that that was one of the things that was talked about. But it's also very... They were saying it has a very uh, evangelical ethic as it comes to salvation. And how it's very individual and not very communal. Mm-hmm. But just that there are... I don't know. That there's just lots of things like that that are problematic. Maybe what we should do is we should actually watch the movie and then come and do Redeeming Love, (gasps) Redeeming Love Part 2. Watch the movie and read the book. I'm not reading the book and watching the movie. Don't want to read? No. I mean, I think, 
I think for me with redeeming love and books, it's like, (laughs) so that meme I shared with you Mm -hmm. that literally, (laughs) that literally, (laughs) I can't even, I can't even not laugh. That said, is for too much. And, (laughs) and then the guy or the girl responds and says, it depends. Uh, Four of the gospel? No, that's perfect. Four of God's Not Dead movies? Way too much. (laughs) (laughs) And it's kind of how I feel about this. It's very... uh, I don't know. It gives off God's Not Dead vibes. Why do they do that? Or, you know, that new movie that was made about Kurt Warner. Uh, Yeah. I was so excited about... And then I probably should still watch it. I haven't seen it. But I heard Crispin talk about it. And it's very, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Um, very fireproof. Yeah. Like all of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's just been a, there's been a lot of, a lot of chat about redeeming love. Mm. So. Yeah, it was, it was big with ladies back in the day. I feel like this may be a hot take. Ooh, let's go. Do you need some back? Do you need a little, like... Hot take. Go, go, go. I feel like that book was allowing a lot of conservative evangelical Christian women... The ability to allow themselves to fantasize about something. Because it was tied up in this Christian ribbon. I don't know. Like, I didn't take it. Are you essentially saying that this book was kind of sort of allowed soft porn for women? Is that Heck what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> okay. Heck yes. Okay. Like, I, I thought that that's, I thought that that's thinking, what you were saying. Like, We're getting a little descriptive in some of these scenes. And I don't... I guess it's because it can be kind of linked to the story of Hosea. They're like, Bible. Great. And I'm like... So, we do in soft porn. Via book style. Okay. But Francine Rivers wrote that book. And then she went on to write... I think... Books about um, the British monarchy. Let me look to make sure I'm not lying out my butt. That that is yep. Oh no, she didn't. Oh no, I totally forgot about these books. So Francine Rivers basically wrote a bunch of books. That I would consider romance books. That were like series that were kind of based in Christian communities. But it would not take a stretch to take things to the sexual level. Mm. Nobody talked about it that way though. They're like, what a wonderful love story. And you're like, oh. So, it'll be interesting to see how they interpret that book to be a very evangelical conservative movie. Yeah. Because the topic of her being a saloon prostitute 
and keeping that as PG as possible is a little confusing. I like to talk about something else. Okay. <laughs> I have we talked about just the reaction to the word deconstruction and how people have very cringe level reactions. Yes. <gasps> and I think I don't know, I think one of the things that we're trying to do here is we're not pretending that everyone is going to agree with our kind of where we stand, even though we, like, you and I probably view this differently. But I feel like there are, are and there's nuance to this, but two main reactions Whoa. to deconstruction. Calm down, Aurora. <laughs> One reaction mm-hmm. is to do the Matt Chandler reaction. Okay. Which is deconstruction is easy. People just want to just want easy answers, and they don't want to. It's easy. Yeah, they do it out of convenience. Oh, okay. Which okay, whatever you say. And I saw a TikTok rolling my about, eyes. I saw a TikTok about it. it. Was somebody like, yeah, you know, my family not talking to me anymore because I don't hold to, you know, sexist or racist ideas was really easy. That was <laughs> that was a lot of fun, Matt Chandler. Thank you. Or even the idea of like taking like your faith, which is something you hold so tightly to, as like a cornerstone of who you are. I feel like. Right. And then to be willing to kind of let that go to see what is it that I actually believe for myself and what is actually true. It's not an easy thing to do. Matt Chandler. Keep going. So, and then, you know, other people. Aurora, what are you doing? This is Aurora's segment. Aurora the dog is saying. Bow wow. Hi, how are you? So then, with those kinds of people, mm-hmm. are the people that are like, this is woke mob. This is woke. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Lisa's face rolling her. <laughs> so it's like, this is woke mob. This is woke culture. People just want to be woke. And they don't want to believe in anything that matters. These are people that are just all going towards universalism and they want nothing to do with <laughs> Jesus. And there's they're now atheist, woke mob, right? And so there's that camp which I find to be obnoxious. And then the other camp which is very I mean I think there's a whole movement, right, which is called like ex-evangelical and ex-fundy or fundamentalism and it's like i want nothing to do with jesus Mm -hmm. because i want nothing to do with church and because those kinds of people are terrible people Mm -hmm. and from a from a trauma-informed perspective i can actually really like i can see why they would land there and i don't judge that however i think That's not what we, that's not where we are at. I think we are trying to find what that middle ground is. Mm -hmm. Not the Matt Chandler stance. I find more, I find the Matt Chandler stance way more annoying than the 
ex-evangelical stance, which is F everything that has to do with Jesus for now and forever. But I think those people are engaging in a trauma response of what it's like to be in like a really bad situation for a really long time. Mm -hmm. But I think what I want to say is I think where we are at is I think we are aiming to be followers of Jesus while at the same time leaning more towards like orthodoxy Mm -hmm. outside of what the evangelical expression has been of the church for the last 40 years. So that, so we're probably going to offend people on the left and on the right of that. So go us. (laughs) And I liberal conservatives, liberal traditions. Well, I think you, this is, this is also a really good, Segway, I think you are more politically liberal than I am, Mm -hmm. but I am more theologically liberal than you are. But by liberal, you mean... Sorry, by liberal, I'm just talking about more open. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I... (laughs) Are you distracted? (laughs) Like, I threw, threw out the idea that... I threw out the idea... I forgot now, because I'm distracted. Are we talking about when you blew my mind when we had a Yeah, I threw out the idea that, you know... Great Italian. (laughs) Christianity didn't have the corner on all truth. And that you could find expressions of God outside of the Christian faith. And that, for whatever reason, was like... (laughs) Right? Yeah. I I think it's... I took a world religions class. We talked in, like, a bunch of my classes about, like, God being in multiple things. Or, like, finding truth in things that weren't explicitly Christian. I don't think anyone ever walked me through going all the way to another religion. And then you said it, and I went, oh... Because if I take that principle to movies and culture and different human perspectives, why would I then not take that perspective and push it to religions? Well, I'm not saying that I am a Buddhist or right, a, right, right, or an atheist or some. I'm just saying, why is it that there are parts of we those get traditions. so scared? By saying, oh yeah, I affirm that the way that people that hold to a Buddhist way of life, the people that hold to a Buddhist way of life, kind of look like Jesus sometimes. Like that would be, in some Christian circles, that would be called heretical. How could you say something like that? Hmm. I'm like, well, They're kind of displaying the fruits of the Spirit in better ways than lots of Christians that I've been around. (laughs) Right? That's not not a controversial statement. No. That's a a true statement. Yeah. It took my brain a little swallowing, though. Yeah. Because I do think I hold to more conservative viewpoints. When it comes theologically, Theologically, yes. Yeah. But I think that is also... I think you have a more reformed 
lens than I do. Mm-hmm. And I have a more, like I grew up more Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm more mystical in nature than you are when mm-hmm. it comes to that. All right. Lisa's giving me looks, which means it's getting too heavy up in here. Too heavy? <laughs> do you have fun facts? Do I have fun facts? Yeah. <gasps> oh, all the fun facts. Pick a subject. We'll do this. Is Walk this like your it's way? A spin wheel. Is this your way of saying you don't have a fun fact? No, I have too many fun facts. All right. Uh, give me a fun fact about giraffes. Giraffes. Great. Did you know giraffes have serrated tongues? Don't know what so, that means. Don't know what serrated means. Have you ever been licked by means. a cat? Nope. Have you Cats touched evil. sandpaper? Cats. Yes. Okay. You know that rough feeling of sandpaper? It's what a giraffe's tongue feels like. How do you what how do you not know so. this? So and just for funsies, if a giraffe were to vomit, they suffocate because their neck's too long. Cool, huh? I don't know what to do with that. What to do with the... The reason I know that giraffes have serrated tongues is because I went... Love animals. I went to a drive through safari park in Tennessee. And they have a part where you can park and like get out and see the animals that aren't going to murder you. Um, <laughs> close up. And one of them is giraffes. And being a tall, tree-like person, I relate to giraffes. They're these huge stick-like figured animals. Are you calling yourself a giraffe? Sure. I feel like... You do say you're like a stick. Yeah. Body type is the pencil. We love it. I'd be a great pencil. (laughs) He's rolling his eyes now. (laughs) Because I don't like it when you call yourself that. Because you're not a pencil. (laughs) Anyway, so we we got to feed giraffes, and so I went to feed one, and he's he like wrapped his tongue around my hand, and it was very rough, like a cat's tongue, which is just not a pleasant feeling. This is a great way to talk about why cats should be if if cats were extinct, I would not shed one single tear. This is hard. I would I would be so okay with cats not being a thing. Have you met the nicer breeds of cats? You probably Lisa, have this is them. this is like somebody saying, "Have you met the nicer breeds of like terrorists?" There's nothing good about them. <laughs> I always forget Just how kidding. scared you Just, are. Just by the way, before we get hate mail, Terrorists are loved by God. They were created in the image of God. They're acting out of their personality and their coping strategies and adaptive strategies have led to really unhealthy behavior and they are loved by the divine father or mother of all. Okay, I think we're covered now. Why can't it be both? Cats are not loved by the divine. I'm getting a word from the divine, and you know. Oh wow! Is. Very Pentecostal. Getting a word from the divine. It is. No we should talk cares. about prophetic words at some point. Prophetic words, yes. As a skeptic, uh, I'm, I would love to hear all about this. I'm I'm a little torn on this because mm-hmm. I still believe that like 
people, I don't know. I think I've been, I've just been in environments where I have a word from the Lord. <laughs> just got very overused. I got a word from the Almighty. See, yeah, when you start the speaking in that tone, I'm like, and He told me that you are going to be, wait for it, a mighty, mighty warrior. You know, a, a warrior. warrior. Oh, yeah. A warrior. And revival is going to come to your city through you. And everybody that knows you will I be. I feel like you know someone might not be telling the truth about the voice of God when they sound like, ah. <laughs> I I mean, I do, and I know that this is not going to be something that everybody agrees with. I believe in the mystical part mm. of who God is. And I think that there is some, there's mysticism, and I believe in the way that, um, at the sake of sounding Christianese, I do believe that there's like the way of the spirit, mm-hmm. like that that's still a thing. I just think 95% of the time because people aren't aware of their own motives 95% of the time a prophetic word or a gifting or a vision is just bull Mm. because it's people want to be known and seen for something that is not true and I get it like I've been in circles when the allure of that is really high so I'm not saying that God can't move or speak in that way, but I just think like a lot of the time it's not a thing. And I don't think that's, I don't think that makes me like super skeptical. I just think when you see it be misused for so long, it's like, yeah, this is still a thing, but not in that way. And Chris Green, getting heavy again, got to come back to the light. So sorry. Getting heavy again. Get ready, Lisa. (laughs) But I think one of the things that Chris Green talks about is if that word that you feel like you received from God is not motivated by love and is not motivated for your neighbor, and if it's more motivated for for you, then maybe that's a sign that, like, we're a little off. Mm. And I think that's really good because I think a lot of times – when people have words, it's so that they can assert their prophet status. I know you probably didn't grow up with prophets, but like that word is so used. Like, I'm a prophet. When we heard prophets, straight to Mormons. <laughs> like, because we had a pretty big, like, Mormon community. And so they were like, have you heard about our prophet? I'm like, what are you talking about? Then they might have friends who are Mormons who like talked to prophets. So prophets came to visit them. Mm. And I was like, what? I don't know. Me and my little scientific community church, we were like prophets. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. (laughs) A lot to unpack in that. I think that's good for today. Yeah? I think we're good. Keep it in. A little shorter episode. Short and simple. Well, I think we've been averaging around 40 minutes. So, a little 35-minute episode. Give them a five-minute break (laughs) to be like, what the crap was that? We are still working on our equipment. Yes. We are... Going home. 
we have a new graphic now, mm -hmm. which is really cool. And we're doing some intros and outros here soon. So production quality should be increasing. Slowly going up. <laughs> Look at us. Thank you all for joining in. Hope mm -hmm. you all have a good one. See you next week. Bye. Oh, wow. Ha, 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 ha.